Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is networking events. And in this episode, you'll learn about choosing the right networking events. So you never feel like it was a waste of time. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negrom. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 14 of The Wedding Sassholes. It is one of my favorite topics. Yes, it is. I I love networking. I have can confidently say I have built my entire career on the back of this topic. Uh, I have in recent years. Yes. I didn't used to. Yes. When we were talking about, you know, what topic we wanted to cover this month and, you know, we try to make sure we well round everything so you guys can learn some marketing, some selling, some operations, some different stuff. This one is one that we knew we could move the needle pretty quick for any small business. Mm -hmm. Especially for those that haven't really done a lot of networking, but they're thinking about dipping their toe into it. I'm sure we cover a couple of things for you. Yes. So step one, if you have ever thought about or currently are networking, we are going to talk through today, you know, how to make sure that you're doing quality networking, not focused on quantity. So Vanessa, when you finally decided to start networking for your business, what was your like objective? What did you want to achieve when you were going out to events? When I first started networking, I wanted to go to more events because I felt like when I would work weddings and I would show up, nobody ever knew who we were unless we had previously worked with them. Like they had never heard of us um, unless we had that one-on-one interaction from an actual event. And I was tired of having to introduce myself. So I thought, okay, I just need to start going to actual networking events, just something outside of working real life weddings. So I looked into the local um different associations and different uh, like membership groups and stuff. Yeah. And tried to make sure that I pushed myself out to those events so that when I did see someone on wedding day, I it was something that I'd previously seen them at before. Like I'd say, oh, I saw you at that networking event. I'm so glad we get to work with each other, you know, just to start that. I was really tired. It was really just a brand awareness, really. I was yeah. tired of nobody knowing who we were. I think that that's brand awareness is a really good one, um, no matter how long you've been in business, for that to be a good, strong objective. When I started my career in catering, I had an amazing owner and a boss who didn't really want to spend money on advertising and marketing. And so I've been in the industry over 20 years. So at this point, this is like we didn't even barely, we were just getting websites. I know I'm an oldie, but there weren't really a lot of opportunities other than wedding shows to market your business. So in magazines and print publications. So one of the things that my boss would invest in was us attending networking events. And it's a little bit easier for me because I'm super extroverted. But even then I was young. I didn't really know anyone. I, you know, was starting from scratch. So ultimately the goal for me was to be able to lead generate. Like I was going to build referral bases and relationship build with people so that, you know, they could know about the quality of what we do, the brand awareness side, but really heavy focus on where am I supposed to get leads from? And I needed this to be like an actual lead generating source. So I think it's important for you to go with some kind of objective and a plan. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely. Um, I think you have to have a plan. You can't just go into it and think that you're automatically going to get those leads or get that brand awareness just by showing up to one event. You have to have like anything else. You have to have a goal and an objective in mind. So while you're there, you make the best of it, your time that's there. Yeah, because how do you choose which event you're going to go to and things like that if you're not sure what you're hoping to get out of it? And I think when I hear people say things like, oh, networking is a waste of time and I tried it and it was terrible. And when you ask them, what was the plan? Like, what were you trying to achieve when you went? They usually didn't have one. They just, other people told them they should go to a networking event or check something out. And so they didn't go with a plan. So step one is to make the plan. Make the plan, but also don't just go to one and done and say that it was a terrible experience if you didn't try it again or really try to go outside that comfort zone. Yeah, and you know, as a small business, everybody and our listeners we know are all different stages of business. Some people just are might be a brand new company and they might be in the very first year or the first three years. Others might be super well-established and have been in the business for a long time. So what do you think some of the benefits are for people at every stage? I think the benefits at every stage. So let's start with the people that have been around for a long time. Yeah. If, if you stop going to these events, and I've seen this firsthand, that's why I wanted to start with this. If you stop going to these, these types of events because you automatically think that people already know you, you're missing out on the opportunity of the new people, the new fresh faces yeah. that are coming in and the fresh blood, you're missing out on those opportunities to meet those people. I couldn't tell you how many times I've been to a networking event with someone that's been in the industry for years and years and years that I know on a personal level, but they never network. Right. And then they show up to a networking event and they don't know anybody there. Yes. And they say, who are all these people? And yeah. I'm like, they're like, oh, who yeah. are these people? I don't know any of them. And you're introducing them around the room and right. none of the people there have ever even heard of them mm -hmm. because they're never around. So... I would say, even if you've been in the business for a long time, keep consistent. You don't have to go to every single event, but I would say keep consistent on attending events because that's where you meet the new people and you never know what opportunities those will bring. We have a local photographer that we're both friends with who will remain nameless, but if they listen to this, they will know that we're talking <laughs> about them. But that photographer will say to me, you know, I try my best to go and then I go and every single time I like I'm going to say make an appearance because that's about all she does once or twice a year now. People will say, oh my God, I didn't know you were still in business. And she mm -hmm. gets so fired up about it. And I'm like, look, I think all of us assume just because we're sitting here posting on social media, most of us are small business owners or we're all busy as hell. So we don't mm -hmm. have time to just sit and scroll everybody's social all the time to see what's going on. So I do think as an established business, there's so much opportunity to see who the next big thing is up and coming in your industry by seeing, you know, who's showing up. So you can't just, I agree with you. You don't maybe have to go to as many events, but right. you still got to show up. You do still have to show up. As a new business, I would say that's a good way. I mean, that's how I did it. When I started doing weddings, I started, and I am an introvert. If you don't know this, I, I'm not the person that goes up and just starts talking to people mm -hmm. or strangers. It's not my thing. But I pushed myself out there because I knew that it would help my business and generate yeah. more leads and generate more brand awareness. So as a new business, I would suggest going to these events Pushing yourself a little bit to talk to, you can start with three people, start with three people in the room, try to build a relationship, try to get, you know, more information on where they work, what, what type of work do they do, get 
get yourself out there and just start attending regularly because as they see you regularly showing up, they will recognize your face. They will recognize the name. They will recognize the company. And that's how they get to know you. You can't show up to just one and be like, okay, well, hopefully everybody refers me now. That's not how that works. Well, you have to be consistent. Yeah, we've talked about this in the past that a lot of new businesses within our industry don't start with a whole lot of capital. Like they tend to start a business as, you know, bootstrapped as they can. They're not sitting there with $10,000 in a bank account to invest in advertising and marketing, which I mean, obviously you have to have money set aside for that. But if it's you're in the similar boat that I was when my career started, where even though I was working for someone else, but we didn't have the money to spend $10,000 a year on online advertising and things like that. So, you know, I made the commitment to say, I'm going to find what the four or five good events are each month. And even though if I work it hard and I work it with a plan, which is what we're focused on this month, I knew that I had more time than we had money. And so one event at anything that was free, oh my God, I was the first one to register. I went to every free event that could be. So it's just keeping in mind, you know, you can't just fall off the bandwagon. If networking is going to be a part of your marketing plan, it has to be a part of the plan. So thinking about where you're at within your business and making sure you stay relevant. Yeah. And a part of that is evaluating between the different types of events. Yes. So many different types of events. So Vanessa and I talk talk about this a lot when networking, because as you can imagine, not only on this podcast, but we're friends outside of this. So when networking events and things pop up, you know, what are some of the things that you evaluate when you're deciding, do I want to go to that? Or maybe am I going to skip it this month? One of the main things for me personally, is I look at the venue itself. If it's a venue that I know that we will not be servicing because of the distance, or how far it is, or um, what style of venue it is, maybe. But usually it's how far it is. If I know that we won't service that venue, I hate to say it, but I'm not going to go to that event. I don't need to see it. I don't need a tour. I don't want to network with the venue owners because I'm not going to service that. And I don't, I just don't want to be there. I'm not going to waste yeah. an hour and a half drive. I hate saying it like that, but it's just I know. one of the things that I look at. But don't you think then a lot of the people that will go are people who work at that venue, service that venue, and building relationships with some of the, not that there isn't value there, but that's a, I think there is, there is still value there, but one of the, yeah, exactly. So me personally, there is still value in going and seeing other vendors, but for me personally, I don't want to go to a venue that I know that we won't service as a business Mm -hmm. because I know that it's going to be more people that do service that area. And if we're not in that area, it kind of defeats the purpose because if they see you there, they automatically that you will service that same area. Yes, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think the other factor with distance too is also when you look at time. Vanessa and I are fall a little bit more into that well-established businesses with limited time. So it's really, if an event is from, you know, six to nine or 6.30 to 8.30, if it's, that's rush hour. So in our neck of the woods in Orlando, in central Florida, it can be an hour to an hour and a half to get to something that non-rush hour might only be 40 minutes, but it could Mm -hmm. be an hour and a half. And then the event ends at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and then you've got to drive all the way home. So I do think distance is a factor. One of the other things I really look at now overall is cost of ticket and what you're getting for that cost. Mm -hmm. That's to me. What's the value? Yeah, what's the value in, I mean, obviously there's always value in building relationships and getting there, but, you know, in being there. But if it's, 
over a meal time and there's no food or if you know i could care less if there's drinks involved or if there's a cash bar but a lot of times i go and i don't drink because of the distance and the drive and things like that so but then sometimes the ticket price is higher because other people are looking for that so i do think mm-hmm. it's important as a business to make sure you're budgeting and paying attention to overall ticket cost and then what's being provided for you know what you're investing into it mm-hmm. i think you should also you can go under you can't do it on Eventbrite, but you can go under like Facebook um, events and see who's attending and try to find your tribe. Who are the people that you want to specifically network that maybe put interested in the event or attending for the event and kind of, not that it's like stalking, but yeah. <laughs> you can see the guest list and decide, are these people that I are already well established with that I don't really need to network if my times, because I call them time sucks. If it yeah. takes up too much time, it's a time suck for me. So is it going to be a time suck? Cause I already know all these people and I don't necessarily need to go to this specific event. Right. Or is it a group of people that maybe I've been wanting to meet? Maybe there's a new photographer that I've really wanted to meet in person. I've seen them on social media. Maybe it's a wedding planner that I have an upcoming wedding with mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten to meet. So I could meet them at this event, things like that. So I always look for who's also attending the event, not just where it is and distance and things like that, but who are the people that are attending? Yeah. And you can also look to and pay attention to if it's something that's like kind of on a standard set date every time you can kind of see when the next event is and kind of go scope through your stories and see who went and who goes. And that's probably an event they potentially frequent. So I do think it's important to find your, like, who's your tribe of people? If everybody who attends that event only does, you know, I don't know, a specific type of event. They only do, you know, bilingual Spanish weddings and that is not your jam, then maybe it's not the right event for you to be at. But if that's a a market that you're targeting, then so it's finding people that like, you know, they have this similar ideal clients overall. Yeah, exactly. I, I really, one of my most important now at this point, and part of that being with my own company, we host networking events, but I really look at the format. And so I think this is an important one when you're starting to evaluate what networking events are worth the time that you're going to put into them. I think it's important to, so let's go over the different formats of events. So things that I look for, there are different, and it could be nationally, there are different associations that they rotate through education, straight networking, maybe just a sit down dinner. They they rotate through the different aspects of different networking events. So me, <laughs> I will look, there are certain associations that I will only attend the educational things. I won't go to the sit down dinners and I won't go to the cocktail hours. Right. So I would, I would say, look at like the formats. What are they going to be doing this month as opposed to next month? If they have an education, but this week they only have a cocktail hour. I'm not going to attend the cocktail hour. Yeah. So sometimes it's like straight networking where I think like a lot of times if it's like a coffee connect or something like that, you're just standing around talking to each other, happy hours, coffee connects, things like that are usually just kind of straight up networking, which is great. It's a more casual style. Um, There's definitely networking over meals. This for me is a catch 22 because I try to figure out, I like things that are more buffet versus plated because I feel like it's a little more acceptable to wander around and talk to other people, not just sit with the same eight people. Not that that's not great. 
Because if you're only trying to meet three people, you can meet one on sitting on either side of you. So that because well, be sometimes great. the plated is really bomb food. So right, yeah, and sometimes it's great food, but that's not my favorite type of event. But I do think right. it's important to think about you know the type, the flow. Is it just sitting down over a meal? Um, you know, and paying attention to that education, like Vanessa said, can be great. Sometimes the education is more of like a program, like. National Association of Catering Events, they do some different programming that sometimes it's a speaker, but sometimes it's more of a workshop style. And then sometimes it's just a good old fashioned fun themed event to go to. But I think it's important to figure out what is the right fit for you. There's certain events. Oh my God, this is such a great story. So at certain events, like we used to do at our local association, they make you introduce yourself. And they make you actually like a lot of times chamber meetings do this or things like BNI. You have to like every single time introduce yourself, give your like elevator pitch and whatever. And I'll never forget. There was a networking event it was right after COVID. And we were at that event and we were, everybody was doing their introductions around the room. And I look up and Vanessa is gone. She's, she's fucking gone. Like she's oh disappeared. She's disappeared. Not only is she disappeared, she disappeared with my boyfriend. Who's there at the event networking with my company? You're going to have to finish this story because right now it sounds really terrible. No, they just went to the bar. They went to go hide because neither one of them, they're both introverted and they did not want to introduce themselves. So so just happened to be that Shannon was the one who was on the mic walking around having people introduce themselves. So as soon as she got up from the table, I turned to her boyfriend who's also introverted. We call each other meeting buddies because if we go to meetings, we sit by each other so that we don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, do we really have to say who we are? Like, I don't want to stand up in front of this room full of people and say who I am, why you should refer me, what I do. And he was like, I know where the exit is through the kitchen and it goes to the backside of the bar. And I was like, well, let's go. Yeah. I look up and the two of them have freaking disappeared. But but again, if you know that that's a group that does that every single time, maybe those events aren't your jam. So it's important to kind of know what does the format look like? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't you told that story. I know, it's true. It's true though. They It wasn't inappropriate. They just disappeared. I looked up, we're going around. We hit our table, our table, and they're not there. I was like, great. We waited till they were all seated again and started telling like, the announcements for the day. <laughs> it was some crap right there. It was some crap. It was great. Okay, what we else? Bonded. What else do you look for when it comes to choosing networking events? I I look at how well organized it is. If it's an association or it is a marketing group or a business group that is constantly putting out events last minute. I'm sorry, but we work in the event industry. I'm not interested in trying to push everything aside the week of because you couldn't get your event out on time. I know. I get really disappointed. It drives me nuts. I get it really. And I know it's really hard because all the associations are, uh, it's boards of people, of volunteers and I get it and I respect it, but it's really hard. I really like to know in advance. I like mm-hmm. our local wedding association is the first Tuesday night of every month. I know it doesn't work for everyone's calendar. The fact that it's on a Tuesday and that it's always nighttime and not daytime. Some people have kids. I get it. But um, if you're it's consistent. 
Right. If you're going to have, so either looking for things that are standard or that they put their events out in the two and three months. Cause sometimes like I just got an event invite like last week and it's for the last week of the month. And I'm really sad, but that week is already two of the nights are already full with stuff. So I don't Mm -hmm. take more than two nights out and I'm disappointed because I really wanted to go to it. So I agree with you how far in advance you need to know about it. And then not only how far in advance, but how do they actually market and tell you that there's an event? So some Mm. groups tend to just post on social. They do a post and pray method where they just post it on social. But even if you are following those groups, there's still a chance you're going to miss it. You know, unless you're, especially if they're only posting, yeah, if they're only posting once a day, you're definitely not going to see it unless you have that notification on that you get the notification as soon as they post something. If you don't have that turned on, that little switch on your social media, you're not going to know about it. Can't plan ahead if I don't, if there's an event. I know, I know. So I I do think like making sure, you know, figuring out, do they send email blasts? They put it on their website. I like to go in and bookmark. One of my secret tips is I bookmark all of the event pages for the association. So if I'm like, oh, are they having an event this month? I can just go to the bookmark and click it and be like, oh, there's nothing up. So maybe they're not doing it. It's not available yet. You can favorite them. Yeah, it's easy. I also look at the cost of things. So you, you, you touched base on it earlier. I look at the value of it, the cost. Mm-hmm. There are there are places that will do dinner, but if it's buffet, and I'm sorry, but if it's like taco night and it's sixty five dollars, like yeah, it doesn't really show value to me. I'm sorry, I hate to say it like that, but I will look at who the caterer is or what you're bringing in for dinner and charging me for how much you're charging me. Where's the value in that? So I look at the cost. I look at what other events we already have going on that month. Um, for us personally, because we do a couple of different networking events a month, we set a monthly budget and then we try to spread that amongst the different groups, yeah. not just one. Yeah. So if you're the last minute rock star, if that group and association is last minute rock star, you got to stick to your budget. Like it's important to have this as a part of your marketing plan and a line item in your budget for networking events. So I think that Mm -hmm. that's important. One of the other things I really like to look at is the number of attendees. And it's not about quantity. It's about like quantity, but quality, right? So there are certain events I really like going to because there's only 10 to 15 people at it. It's a small, like quality group of quality conversations but with limited time, I usually can only pop into those once or twice a year. Um, So I do look at, you know, how many people are coming and, you know, are are there new people or is it the same people every time? But we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit more um, in a minute. So Vanessa, when you're looking to go find events, so you're a brand new company in the event industry and you're like, I want to network more. Where do you go to find the networking events? When I first started going to events, I would actually go to different Facebook groups. And I would also look at where other people that I knew were in the wedding industry, where they were posting that they had just recently been to. So I would see where they tagged, what associations, what groups, what um, committees, whatever it was. I would see what they were consistently attending and then try to find that and see if it was membership only, if you could come as a guest. I would do my homework and see what were the free events. Uh, when you first start out in business, go to every free event you can. Every I mean, free event you can It's not going to hurt anything. Find. It costs you $0, but it's amazing how much marketing you can do with that $0. Yeah. So it's not go to all it's the free, free stuff. Yeah. It's just gas, which I know isn't cheap in today's world, but still. Um, but still, I mean, it's cheaper than purchasing yeah. a membership and then finding out that group doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Eventbrite is a great tool, I think, because of some of the changes within Eventbrite. A lot of the networking groups are moving away from it, but either Eventbrite or Google, like going mm -hmm. online and just kind of searching your area, networking events, you know, wedding networking, event industry networking is and obviously there's the big the big national associations in almost every city and your city might not have it, but we have like local associations here. Some places have WIPA, um, which is the Wedding Industry Professionals Association. There's NACE, MPI, ILEA, HSMAI. There's so many national associations that you can go and see. Like when you Google, a lot of times they'll pop up. So even though it's mm -hmm. National Association of Catering and Events and you're like, oh, but I do weddings. In some markets, NACE is heavy wedding vendor because maybe there isn't a WIPA or a wedding association. And in other markets, it might be really corporate. So um, go online and start searching around. Absolutely. Follow the leaders. So just like we said, not that it's stalking, but if you see who the leaders are in your industry, in your local area, just make sure that you, you pay attention to what they're attending. Maybe also attend the same event and rub some elbows here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the other good one is always ask a friender. Like if you're, you'd never know some of the opportunities that people have found super great success in. Like I know our local wedding, wedding industry things, but every now and then I'll say to somebody, Hey, what other groups outside of weddings do you network in that you find you've built quality relationships and maybe people that challenge the way you think or do different and unique things? You know, once or twice a year, I really like to go to something just so far outside of the, I went to like a women in tech event, networking event. I'm like, oh my God, so many new people, you know, so many people fascinated by us in the wedding industry and what we do. They think it's so interesting, like what it is we do. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes just asking other people, frienders and people like, where do you network? Yes, locally, you know, within the industry, but also like category specific, where do the photographers go that maybe are just for photographers well to go along with that i think you should also look into other business groups not just wedding groups so mm -hmm. chambers of chambers of commerce i'm a part of the chamber of commerce and it's not wedding specific but it's business related and you can still get business education from that you can do partnerships with other local businesses you never know who you're going to meet there you could meet a venue owner who doesn't do weddings but they do events just in general um, do that, do, look into different associations, look into local memberships. But yes, we're talking about wedding networking, but you don't have to specifically go to wedding industry yeah. events only. Yeah. And that's what, when we talk about like the programming, our local ILEA chapter once a year does speed networking. They do it every single year. I always like on the first day of that month of the calendar, right? It's ILEA speed networking. Like it's this month, don't miss it. Now all the ILEA events might not be the greatest fit for me who does weddings, but I love the speed networking event. It's always been valuable every year. I've made some great relationships at it. So it's also important to like be willing to try different things. And that's not, mm -hmm. I show up and I always joke and I'm like, the only wedding person in the room, like everybody else is not in my genre. But at the end of the day, there's there's great things when you're willing to like push outside the box, change it up, like to try different things at least like one or two times, but, you know, try different stuff and see, maybe you'll find a whole new crew of people there. Well, you, and you'd be amazed who you find. So perfect example, this past weekend, I did a venue open house. And one of the couples that came into the open house was referred to the venue open house 
because of a girl that does my eyebrows. She does my microblading, told them that I was going to be at this event and they were, they already engaged. And she said, Oh, you have to check out sweet miss V's. She does wedding cakes, blah, blah, blah. Sent them, sent them my Instagram so that they could look into us. Well, they saw that we were at this event and they showed up to the event. So it's really, when you go to these other business groups, I met the person that does my taxes at a business group. I met yep. the girl that redid my wedding website at a different group. It was called, mm-hmm. um, it was a group called the rising tide, which is all creatives, yeah. but she did, she redid my website and then she refers me out to her other clients. So it's, don't think of it just as our specific event industry people right. that you need to meet because your network can be everyone. Yeah. So that, it's that's just, why- it's funny. That's why you've got to have the objectives, you know, you got to know what are you targeting? What are you looking for? Um, you know, and who maybe sometimes maybe you're just going to get connected to other people. Maybe you want to meet more planners or you want to meet more venues. So you go to a networking event saying, Hey, have you ever worked at any of these three venues? We're really looking to build a relationship there. And then you find people who have that maybe will open the door for you you know, Mm -hmm. to get through it. But thinking outside the box, the other thing I think is always important is to each year realize that a lot of local associations, they usually have a a shakeup of the board. They do elections once a year, elections come around. So sometimes there's a group that I'll be like, oh, damn, this one association, I've gone two or three times. I don't really like it. It's not really my tribe of people. It didn't really, nothing really came to fruition. But note that like, you know, it's okay to circle back around to them once, you know, the next year, go try out one meeting or ask other people, Hey, do you, I see you go to that. What do you think of it? Because there are a lot of times with the changing of the guard becomes a change of energy and, you know, it shakes up a little bit. So you should go back and check it out again. Yeah, I agree with that. When they get that new blood in there, it changes things. Yeah. They're excited <laughs> and they want to try different stuff and do unique things and things like that. Well, as always, we like to end every episode giving you some swag shit we all get. Three action items to add to your to-do list. All right, what's number one? Do your research. Ask three vendors, three people in your little vendor tribe, which events they like to go to the most and ask them why. Why specifically do they like those events? Yeah, number two, get on the email list of all the potential options. So if you're interested in checking out the chamber or a wedding association or an event association, figure out who the easiest way I've found is I just DM them on Instagram and be like, hey, listen, I'm not on your email list and I really want to get your event invites. They will add you. So, but get on the email list. It's a good way for you to kind of know what's going on because that tends to be the most consistent way I can find out what the events are. That is correct. For those of you who are not out networking, I want you to go outside your comfort zone and register for one event this month. Look at the calendar, look at the events coming up and register for at least one and go into it with your objectives and and just kill it. Yeah, just one. One is not unrealistic. Start with one. You don't have to do all the things. No, bring a friend if you need to, but at least do one of them this month. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We're talking all things networking this month. Next week is common networking mistakes and how you can avoid them. Now go make epic shit happen and make some new connections.